This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. It's the last few days of November, so time to look back at the top environmental news from the month past. So today on the show, I've got Lau Yaohua with me. He's the co-founder of environmental journalism portal Makaranga. We're going to discuss a couple of things today. Firstly, how Sarawak is officially the first in the country to enact an anti-climate change law before we look at the Auditor General's special audit on forest management and environmental impact uh, that was just tabled in Parliament on the 22nd of November. We're to talk about some highlights from that report. Welcome, Yahua. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having us again. As you show, very, very busy. Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's try to do a good wrap up. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Suling couldn't join us today because, again, you guys have such a packed month, but we'll uh, we'll do this uh, with each other today. So, okay, first things up, the Sarawak State Legislative Assembly unanimously passed an Environment Reduction of Greenhouse Gas Emission Bill 2023. It's the first state to pass such a law in the country uh, designed to safeguard Sarawak's environment uh, by implementing strategies to reduce the emission of greenhouse gases. Can you tell us some of the highlights and why this is such a big deal. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a big deal because you know the, the Sarawak has been you know is the first to pass this uh, bill and I guess setting an example for the rest of the country. <laughs> and um, you know the federal government uh, has been talking about this for some time. And earlier this year, right, the uh, the, the minister uh, Nick Nasmi has uh, said that it will take us another. Uh, two years to come up with uh, a similar bill for Malaysia okay. uh, on the federal level. Okay. So basically, you know, Sarawak, after they have passed this bill, um, the, the state deputy minister in the uh, state's uh, premier department, Datuk Sarifah uh, Hasida, uh, Shahid Amangazali, <laughs> long name, uh, she basically explained that the, the Sarawak needs to do this so quickly because, you know, they have their own targets to meet. You know, Sarawak has, has, has set an initiative to be a net zero uh, state by 2050, you know, uh, similar to our government's, our federal government's uh, goal. And, but, you know, and that Malaysia has signed the Paris Agreement, right, to cut down our carbon emissions by uh, GDP uh, by 45% uh, mm. by 2030. Um, and that's an international commitment, but the federal government hasn't, you know, passed any legislations, uh, uh, you know, related to that. So basically, Sarawak is saying, like, oh, we cannot wait. Uh, we want to go ahead, and so we have passed this bill. Uh, I, I, you know, frankly speaking, I have not read the bill, um, so I'm really basically uh, quoting from uh, reports from the Borneo Post and the Star. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this this bill, which is called the Environment Reduction of Greenhouse Gases Bill, is, is really meant to provide the framework and the laws for the state to do you know, a variety of stuff, which includes, uh, you know, it, they can now require businesses in certain sectors, right? They name the sectors they put into the schedule. Businesses in those sectors, of course, within the state to actually submit annual carbon emission report and set carbon emission threshold. So if that business entity, you know, fails to meet this requirement, then the state of Sarawak can actually impose a carbon levy. Mm. Uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, they can charge them, uh, you know, for, for not meeting the thresholds or, or not meeting the requirements. So that's great, right? Yeah. And it also does a variety of other stuff, like, you know, it, it would put in place the, I guess, uh, the dynamics for Sarawak's own carbon registry and then also to do more verification of carbon credit. So this this set of laws really, I guess, provides the legislative power for the state to uh, impose and to carry out a lot of this uh, greenhouse reduction 
uh, and then to really look into the e green economy. So Sarah has been talking a lot about you know, carbon credit, hydrogen economy, renewable energies, and even like, you know, carbon capture, utilization, storage, all that, you know, slew of uh, of words and terms right, that gets bandied out, bandied around a lot now. So Sarah has has, has really put out a, a first step in, in, in doing that. And I quite suspect that their bill will, will probably be used as a reference, I think, by the federal government uh, and, and how they carry out and how they use the legislation would be something for us to look out for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, well done to Sarawak, right, for leading the way. Um, we are, what, two years behind, uh, according to the yeah, minister? Well, uh, yeah, well, I've read some comments by experts uh, on uh, CNA, Channel News Asia, and they basically say why Sarawak can, can do this so much faster is because, you know, they don't have to, you know, debate about whether a concert can be held or, you know, <laughs> what to do with, uh, you know, women who might not wish to marry and right. then, you know, give them options, that kind of stuff, you know. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep. They do have their work cut out for them. Uh, and there's a lot, other, a lot of other things as well. You know, so many different states that they need to, I suppose, uh, consult with as well, right? To come up with the bill, I would imagine. Yeah, for the federal government, that's yeah. definitely a challenge. So, yes. Yeah. Okay, all right. So anyway, we'll look forward to that uh, and hopefully this can be a sort of a template or uh, an example for them. Um, the other big news, of course, was oh. the, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the Auditor General's report, right? So the Auditor General's Special Audit on Forest Management and Environmental Impact. So just only tabled November 22nd. Um, I mean, the one of the main headlines I saw that uh, it said that based on the scope of the audit, forest management in Malaysia has been done sustainably to provide provide socioeconomic benefits and maintain environmental sustainability. Um, but what are some highlights from, you know, the, the rest of the report? Yeah, that's, you know, what you mentioned just now is definitely one of the, I guess, the first mentioned uh, broad findings in the special audit. Mm -hmm. This audit was tabled on 22nd November, so just uh, last week. Uh, but it was carried out in June to December 2022, okay. right? So last year... Uh, the second half of last year, they carried out this special audit and it involved really the officers uh, from the Auditor General's uh, offices going to the ground. They do they do field check, they interview many of the agencies, they look at, you know, they pour through many of the uh, documents looking for verification documents, you know, and they basically audit the agencies that are involved with forestry at the state and federal level to look at whether they have met at the very least, met the goals that they have set themselves by the agencies and how they have managed their resources, which which will include forestry and also the financial resources and then uh, human resources and you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And they really only audited nine states in Malaysia, uh, the most forested nine states. So they excluded Malacca, Penang and Negeri Sembilan. And... I guess, uh, you know, federal states, are, federal territories are not included. So anyway, so so generally they found that, you know, forest cover, we're still, we're still doing good, the usual thing. We're still above 50%. So that's a great thing. And that the forestry sectors have uh, given positive impact, quote unquote, yeah, mm -hmm. positive impact to the economy. That's the general finding. But of course, uh, as with every Auditor General's uh, report, there's like a zillion, like spicy and exciting <laughs> and very... Um, disappointing uh findings right yeah, um, always yeah always yes and so they also uh revealed that you know, a, a long list of weaknesses in the management of uh, logging forest plantation uh, and mining in forest reserves that had given again quote unquote negative impact on the social and environmental aspects 
um, broadly speaking, again, um, you know, just jumping quickly to their recommendations. So they're basically saying that the departments and agencies need to pay special attention to improve enforcement monitoring in areas such as you know forest plantations, um, and you know using of forest resources. They need to have the federal and state need to come up with common effort to develop just you know more effective mechanisms. I'm basically quoting from them okay. to um, yeah to really address these gaps. The auditor general himself wrote uh, in the, I think in the closing or in the opening to the report that he hoped that the agencies actually used the lessons learned to get an you know, quote unquote value for money. So basically, really you know asking them that hey, <laughs> you know. Um, use your resources efficiently. So the report itself, um, uh, the actual body of the report, and if we add the uh, the summary infographics, it's about 200 pages long, and it covers many things, um, including many of the issues that Makanga had covered in the past, including forest plantations, uh, the data, uh, forest cover changes, gazettement, degazettement, um, those things. But they also went beyond a lot more. So they also look at you know, wildlife conflict, they look at Orang Asli settlements, they looked at, well, they, we, we also look at EIA breaches, but then with the Auditor General's special audit, you know, they have they have very good data in there. Mm. And I was like, you know, I was killing myself, like <laughs> trying to go through everything. It's like, oh, how do I put all this together? Um, but yeah, so so some, some, some things. Are, so I definitely want to say right now that um, whatever we do now here in this wrap up is probably maybe like 10% or maybe like even 5% of what's in the report. So highly recommend everyone, uh, if you're interested, you know, uh, in those things, definitely go have a read. So uh, in terms of forest cover, right? So there are several aspects that, that they focus on. One of it is forest cover. We said that, yeah, so Malaysia as a whole has about 54 to 55% forest cover. That's, uh, you know, that we, have, we are still meeting our, you know, 50% pledge. So yep. that's great. Um, but there are, uh, but Sabah, so in the last five years, so well, five years means uh, 2016 to 2021, uh, in terms of forest area, Peninsula Malaysia and Sarawak has decreased, Sabah has increased. And so, so although we are still, you know, above the 50%, uh, we're actually decreasing a bit. Okay. And some states have set targets for their forest reserves, and some states have not set targets for their forest reserve uh, area. So those that have not set targets is Johor, Pahang, and Sabah. So if they have not set targets, then I guess the Auditor General is saying, uh, I can't tell if you meet your target or not because you have not set targets. Um, the ones that have passed and met their own targets is Lango and Tranganu. So uh, at least they did that. Some states have failed to meet their forest reserve targets. Uh, that is Kedah, Kelantan, Perak, and Sarawak. Sarawak specifically have set like uh, 300,000 hectares uh, increase in forest reserves, um, but they have not even gazetted a single hectare of that. But that's, I mean, Sarawak explained that in the report saying that it's because of um, indigenous communities. Uh, so they have to settle it out with the indigenous communities, the understanding on you know, what can be made as a forest reserve and not. Yeah. And and there's one thing here. So frankly speaking, when I, when, when I got this special audit, I was like so excited <laughs> because you know, in the last few years, as you were doing our reports into forestry, right, um, I've contacted their offices uh, some several times, but of course they can't tell me much or tell me anything at all. But last year I knew they were carrying out this audit 
And um, so I was so excited to see what they found. And to our relief, or at least especially to my relief, <laughs> it corroborates our findings. Yeah, at least it's in that same general direction. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the data is, um, of course, different, but, but it's definitely in the same general direction. For example, we mentioned that you know, the gazettements and degazettements have frequently been delayed, that the numbers don't add up. The special audit says that too, that you know, some states have a lot like, you know, dozens of thousands of hectares of forest reserves that have been approved by the state ESCO, but have not been gazetted for years. Mm. Uh, that delay is not explained. And some states have uh, approved the removal of a dozen thousand hectares of forest reserve. It has been approved, but also not gazetted. So not made official, but approved. And this is often where many of the problems uh, come in. For example, that recently with uh, the Bukit Charaka case, which is still now uh, a court proceeding now, um, the appeal is still being challenged. So that's that. And then of course, you know, in terms of forest plantations, um, there's a whole big chunk of the report looking into forest plantations. And they found, the special audit found, that in Peninsular Malaysia, 47% of the forest plantations that have been cleared have not been replanted. Of the sites that have been cleared for forest plantations have not been replanted as they were supposed to be. Uh, okay. So this is half, right? What Makranga found using the forestry data was two-thirds. So, you know, we ours is... What we found is this is more serious than what the special audit uh, report found, but it's in the same general direction. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting to read, what we couldn't get is the response from the government, right? Yes. Uh, not very satisfactory response for us, but with the spe- with the audit, they have tabled this. So they have presented their findings to the agencies uh, earlier this year, and the agencies and the ministries have uh, responded. So... In terms of the response from NRECC, uh, the, the, the Federal Ministry for Environment, Natural Resources and Climate Change, uh, they said that, yep, this forest plantation, uh, you know, in regards with this problem, we have set a moratorium for 15 years, right? That there will be no more new approval of forest plantations. Um, but apparently only for a few states. At, at first, I thought it was for all the states, but... Uh, in Peninsula Malaysia, but according to the response, it's only for a few states. And they said that, yeah, if the states still want to approve new ones, then they'll have to talk with um, NRECC and, you know, make sure that the companies do it well. So that's what they say. Okay. Uh, with the forestry department, is even better. This is an even more concrete response that they gave. They said that in regards to the forest, forest plantations issues, the forestry department will conduct a two-year review which will cost two million ringgit to carry out. So two year review. I wonder when that starts and ends. But I am really, really waiting to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Get the glee on your face, yeah. Uh, uh, but no, it's it's good that there's there's sort of that no recognize the problem and they want to review it. I just hope that the review is transparent and we all you know can be part of it somehow or we really get to um, give our feedback to the review. Yeah. yeah so, and, and there are other things uh, with, with regards to forest and environmental impact in there, you know, like with rivers, with soil carbon loss, with wildlife conflict, uh, with many, many breaches in EIA regulations and policies, you know, uh, mines and uh, forest loss occurring in environmental sensitive area, you know, 
so all these things. Okay. There's also this uh, part on Orang Asli, um, which I think is, uh, there's a quite a huge part on Orang Asli too, because many Orang Asli villages um, are within forest reserves and forest areas. Um, just to point out that uh, according to the special audit, in Peninsular Malaysia by 2021, there were 853 Orang Asli villages. So these are the identified ones. And only one fourth of this has been gazetted under you know, various laws or the national land code. Mm. Now, the country has, you know, the state governments have various um, targets to, 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 to gazette more. Kelantan specifically, uh, no, Kelantan has about 120, has about 120 Orang Asli villages. They have now only gazetted 15, one five. Their, their aim, their target is to gazette 59 by 2025. So that means they need to gazette uh, 44 more uh, within the next two years. So 44 more <laughs> Orang Asli villages to be gazetted in Kelantan uh, by 2025. So that's something that we can all look out for. Okay. Yeah. That's a target they set for themselves, isn't it? So all wonderful. Right. Yes, so definitely we'll see that happening then uh, in the next couple of years. Yeah, well, I'm afraid we're running out of time. But very quickly, you know, we always look forward to something happening in December as well. And this time, you guys have something happening. Yeah, so very quickly, um, it's our first annual uh, physical event, a very casual and relaxed, but hopefully inspiring and intellectual uh, gathering. Um, and it's called Samai and Twai. Right. So mm -hmm. to know more, we are selling tickets and they are running out fast, really. Probably only about 10 tickets left, uh, 10, 15 tickets left as of today. Um, yeah, just go to Makranga's website, you know, and, and you, you see it. It's there. So my end one. Okay. All right. And that website, of course, is just makaranga.org. Yahua, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. I was speaking to Lau Yahua, co-founder of Makaranga. It was another episode of our Makaranga wrap-up, this time, of course, for November. If you missed any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my earth. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.